Today's field trip to Landudno is cancelled because the geography minibus has been clamped by security, and there is a four-day wait for finance to transfer the funds to pay the parking fine. Back in March 2019, a new face emerged on the higher ed Twitter scene. It had the actual face of Grumpy Cat, which was mounted on a shield, and it went by the name of the University of Bantshire. And, well, it's been quite the hit. As you probably already know, Bantshire is a parody account, and just like all the best parodies in the world, it makes you laugh because of how close it flies to the truth, which, in Bantshire's case, is very close. Whether it's open day troubles, an obsession with frankly meaningless rankings, or just people complaining about parking on campus, Bantshire has it all. In fact, it could probably be your university. Aside from bringing pleasure to lots of people in the sector, there's an added layer of intrigue with Bantshire. The anonymity to the account has had plenty of people guessing as to who might be running it. From the content of their posts and how perfectly they seem to capture everything about working in higher ed social media, it's clearly written by someone with experience of the sector. But who? For some reason, a lot of people think that I run the account. I can tell you now that I don't. I know that if I was Bantshire, then that's exactly what you would expect me to say. But trust me, I'm not Bantshire. I have a five-month-old son, an idiot dog, and far too many hobbies to have the time to run such a brilliant account. Also, the word banter makes me feel ill. Also, also, I'm just not that funny. However, in a vague attempt to try and underline the fact that I am not Bantshire, I figured the best way was to get Bantshire on the podcast, which is exactly what I did. So, settle in as you're about to hear from a marketing master, direct from an institution that throbs knowledge, pulses excellence, and is a top 10 UK university, when they're listed alphabetically. I'm Dave, they're Bantshire, and this is Inspiration on Tap. might be wondering here is how do you go about interviewing an anonymous parody account for a podcast well i thought that too turns out you tweet them and ask them and in this case that request was granted so what follows is one of the most fun and honestly strangest interviews in my podcasting career so far despite interviewing banshee i've still not met banshee i've not even spoken to them in real time To help protect their anonymity, I agreed to send Bantshire my questions and they sent me recordings of their answers back. I still don't know who Bantshire is. And no, it's honestly not me. So without further ado, let's find out more about the higher ed social media account that everyone is talking about. Well, Bantshire, we're finally doing this. You're finally on the podcast. Um, Welcome. Thanks for having me, Dave. It's a pleasure to be here today. You are looking very well. Your listeners will be able to tell I'm using advanced voice changing technology developed by researchers here at the University of Bantshire. Please bear with me. It's still a bit glitchy. Glitchy. So we'll get to the reader questions a bit later on, but I wanted to start with some of my questions. So to kick things off, tell me and the listeners a bit about Bantshire. How does it compare to the rest of the UK higher ed sector? As we talk right now, the library is flooded, the staff are striking over pensions, 
and another car park has been closed due to subsidence, so we are a pretty standard university, another totally believable story. Today's field trip to Landudno is cancelled because the geography minibus has been clamped by security, and there is a four-day wait for finance to transfer the funds to pay the parking fine. Banshee has a rich heritage of allowing students to freely express their opinions around people who already agree with them. We're proud to rank in the top 10 of UK universities when ordered alphabetically. We also have a fantastic alumni community, who are welcome back to Rome campus. Here the leaves crunch underfoot, and wistfully remember a youthful love affair, and as our unofficial motto goes, the University of Banchier, preparing students for a lifetime of checking with the assistant manager. Okay, and what's the makeup of your marketing team? Are you a big team, or are you a team of one? Marketing is not seen as a priority for the university, so we are a team of one. Though we work closely with our graphic designer who helps us by mocking up fake tweets and Facebook posts as proof of our campaign's massive social reach. We also employ a Leeds-based creative agency Spunky Skunk who write all staff emails about cleaning out the shared kitchen fridge at the end of each month. Digital marketing within faculties is mostly carried out by our long-serving academics, who learnt all they need to know about social media from their teenage children, but they can only tweet via SMS. So back to your original question, yes we are definitely a team of one. Tell me a bit about your Vice-Chancellor, he seems unusually involved on a corporate account. We are proud that our Vice-Chancellor, Professor Vincent Chancellor, has made the influential 79 over 79 list for the fifth year running. He is our biggest advocate, we usually send him content to post to Twitter via a fax. He then posts it himself, he usually gets it wrong. He also looks a lot like a guy from a stock photos website. That's weird, isn't it? He gets told that a lot. Weird. Does the VC know you're doing this interview? Like, will he be okay with it? He does not know. He is currently in Dubai for an executive planning weekend. I doubt he will ever find out, unless this interview is replayed on Radio 4. Okay, tell me a bit about your approach to social media. Um, what drives your activities online? What does, what does success look like for you? Basically, people use Twitter for three things. To troll their university to seek the attention they desperately crave, and to distract themselves from the cold hard truth of reality. Banjir is smack bang in the center of this Venn. We have most of our ideas in the work lose. It's our quiet place. Usually, ideas are based on real life situations that are too unbelievable for the actual university account. Most universities are sticking with the social media strategy of posting stuff that is not remotely interesting, and they are posting content to please heads of schools, rather than to recruit actual students. We try to do the exact opposite. Unfortunately, this means we have to use a lot of bad language. From running the Banshir account, I've learned that if your content is good, it will perform well at any time. Although I admit that I've deleted tweets that had no engagement within the first 5 minutes and posted it again later in the day. How a tweet performs in the first 5 minutes indicates how well it'll do overall. I aim for 2 likes a minute during the first 10. That means it's guaranteed over 100 likes in total 100 likes is my current benchmark per tweet. My top tips. Don't tweet in the middle of a sunny Sunday and expect engagement. I've found that weekdays at 7am, noon, and 7pm are the best times to pulse my excellent content into your eyes. I only post using the native Twitter app. 
I've become paranoid that using scheduling tools counts against you. I have no evidence to support this claim. But also, I like to post tweets manually and see the likes roll in in real time. Hashtag stuffing also doesn't work. Stick with one hashtag and make it relevant. Yeah. Okay, good stuff. Um, and what do you think of higher ed social media in general? The fact that this podcast is interviewing this account says a lot about the higher education social media sector scene. Hashtag HESM are running some of the best accounts in any sector, and should be proud of that, especially in the current climate of fake news and bots. Although, with so much serious news and research to share we often forget that people mostly use Twitter to look at photos of cats and wholesome memes. Fun fact. Our social media team meet for 45 minutes each morning to discuss which photo of campus they will post to Instagram that day. So I saw from your Twitter feed that you snuck into the heist award this year? How was that? We were fuming at not winning a heist award after spending the majority of our marketing budget on entering seven categories. It was a good night at the expense of our students though. Cheers. Cheers indeed. Um, I'm going to borrow one of your own questions now. What's the best thing about working for a university? Every time someone follows Banshee, I follow them back if they work at a university. As it stands, Banshee follows 5,000 of their 8,500 followers. So I'm fairly certain about 60% of our followers work in the higher education sector. Our other followers need to update their profile information, or are probably Brexit bots. With following so many higher education people on Twitter, it's a real pleasure to read what everyone is up to day to day. Plus, it provides a real gold mine of content for a parody university Twitter account. Because of the popularity and influence of Banshee, I didn't want to keep the honour of asking them questions to myself, so I threw it open to you, the listeners of this podcast, to put your own questions forward for Banshee. And, safe to say, you didn't disappoint. Here's what Banshee had to say. Right, as you know, I, I threw this open to our followers on social media, our readers, and uh, asked them for their questions for you. So, um, if it's okay with you, we're going to go through those now. Actually, no, actually, I don't care if it's not okay with you. That's what we're going to do. So, uh, shall we get cracking? Okay, great. And before we begin, for the record, no, I am not Dave Musson. Right, let's launch into these readers' questions then. So, first off, a few from Laura Allen. Um, first off, from Laura, who runs the account? Not Dave Musson. Second from Laura, is it you, Dave Musson? What did I just say, Laura? Third from Laura, will you ever reveal? Only if I leave the sector, or I mess up somehow. So, and likely any time soon. And lastly from, from Laura, a slightly longer one, um... She says, gotta admit, I'm curious whether the account is an outlet to let off steam to keep them sane, uh, them being the person running it in higher ed, or whether you've had a bad experience and this is payback, or is it none of the above? Originally, it was a bit of blowing off steam, I guess. I did not expect 100 people to follow it, let alone thousands. And to be honest, I'm not sure how anyone found the account. But as it started to pick up followers, I wanted to use it just to make people laugh. Nothing deeper than that, really. I'm just in it for the banter. I am not a union. To be honest, there is more of a backstory to the account. But I cannot tell you that without identifying myself to people I know. 
so that's a story for another day. I love working in higher education, and believe that it is a sector that we need to protect and celebrate. We also need to come together. When we come together, we come as one. We need to all come as one. But, after saying that, I also enjoy the idea that in an alternate universe there is a university as bad as Banshir. Or maybe in this universe, you decide. Okay, from Neon Caffeine. Is Lucy going to be the only student employed as an influencer, or are there plans to involve more students in content creation? We plan to recruit a new team of student influencers who will pay generously to create genuine student content. Additionally, as part of our ongoing efficiency strategy, we will be replacing our experienced analytics team with a group of postgraduate philosophy students. Trio of questions now from Tony Sheridan. Uh, first off, how did you get to be so funny? Plagiarism, mostly. Second from Tony, thank you. That's not a question, Tony. And third from Tony, is there a specific end goal to running this account? I want 10,000 followers by Christmas and a verified blue tick. Then I'll swap the handle with my personal account to make my real self look super popular. Okay, next up is uh, another trio of questions, this time from Mark Bennett. First off from Mark, why does the cat in your logo look like a dog? It's Grumpy Cat. Not many people know that. When the image is black it's clearly Grumpy Cat, but when it's reversed to white it looks like a dog. True story. Weird. Second, what does the fact that at least two people on Twitter have mistaken your cat logo for a dog say about the cut through of university branding in 2019? Lots. But, good news, our Leeds-based creative agency Spunky Skunk are putting the finishing touches to a 169-page Banshee brand guidelines document no one will ever read. And lastly from Mark, also, in your experience, do cats or dogs require more contact hours? Thanks. Dogs of graduation is where the smart money is at. Okay, only one question next from Francesca Collins, but it is in capital letters. Who do you work for? I work for the banter. Next up, it's... Uh, I've sort of grouped these questions together from, from Liam Ross and Matt Horn because basically they both asked the same question and they both said, Hello Banshee Uni, are you Tim Watkins? No, I am not Dave Musson. Next from Johnny Vaughan, your account was created in 2016 but tweets only go back to March this year. So, out of curiosity, why the slow burn and why now? Here's a true story for you. I set the account up in 2016 using a different handle. I wanted an anonymous Twitter account to get into arguments with leavers about Brexit. But in the end I didn't use it, it was too stressful. Then at the start of 2019, I dusted off the account and renamed it, calling it British Gammon. I then searched Twitter for people arguing about Brexit and insulting each other as gammons. I then stepped in as the official UK gammon board with funny tweets. It was fun for a while, but it wasn't picking up followers, and it was pretty depressing. That is entirely true. If you search for the account you can see a few replies I had at the time, although all of my tweets are now deleted. So yeah, I then rebranded as Banshee University in March 2019, as a bit of light-hearted fun for myself, but it got popular. Damn it. Next up, pair of questions from Ramani Bengo. Uh, what are Banshee's social media strategy, measurable objectives and targets for the year? Most universities are sticking with the social media strategy of posting stuff that's not even remotely interesting. I'm bang opposite. We want to continue with the banter and just make people smile. KPI stands for keep people interested. 
And then second from Ramani, also, do you know how much pleasure you bring to your audiences? Thank you. My audience's replies bring me pleasure too. Next up from Andrea Sereno, uh, how did you develop your brand voice and have you found it hard to maintain with much of social being critical? I'm trying not to be too critical with my tweets. I guess compared to the rest of Twitter, it's actually fairly positive content. But yes, with some of my more critical tweets, sometimes the truth hurts. I think what sets us apart from other parody university-based accounts is my mediocre Photoshop and iMovie skills. Next up from Capril, uh, do you do the sort of commentary you make as a means to improve the sector, or is it purely to poke fun? Why do you do it? Not to poke fun. Well, maybe a little. I'm not sure why I do it. For the banter, I guess. And, to be honest, seeing a post get hundreds of likes is now a bit addictive. I doubt I'll improve the sector, but hopefully my tweets go towards improving someone's day. And it's good to see that many of the problems Banshee University face are common across the sector. You are not alone when you're sat in your unheated office in the depths of winter. Um, a few questions next from Johnny Williams. Uh, first of all, how do you find time to tweet so consistently? Ha ha ha. I really do not have the time. Random ideas pop into my head at all hours and I jot them down. Then I try and space the content out. One or two posts a day. Second from Johnny, how much do you pay the writing team? 100 likes equals 1 Nandus. Next from Johnny, have you had any near-miss identity reveals? Yes. Almost brought the account up on screen in front of a room full of people during a presentation I was giving. I had a brief moment of panic and had to stall with some idle chit-chat about the glorious weather. And lastly from Johnny, when will you start doing merch? I have had ideas, mugs, comic books, lanyards, but just not the time to do it as yet. But I hopefully will have low-cost merch soon, with profits going to charity. Okay, next up is from Rosie Welk. Uh, I would be interested to know what institutions actually do good stuff with their comms, in your opinion. Or, if the answer is none of them, what brands could we as a sector learn from? Lots of higher education accounts are doing great things. All the usual. Glasgow. Reading, Bansha, etc. The University of Limerick is a new favourite of mine, so check them out. And last read a question from Maddie Wood. Uh, what one thing would you suggest universities change about their marketing? My biggest bugbear with most corporate Twitter accounts is when they post incorrectly sized photos. Crop your photos on your iPhone to 16 by 9 before posting. People, it's really not that difficult. But when organisations post a vertical image, goodness sake it looks shite. Oh, and please don't tweet a transparent PNG. The background will turn black. Thanks to everyone who submitted a question. Before I let Banshee go to deal with the latest campus crisis or Vice-Chancellor Fopa, I had a couple of closing questions to ask. So I asked them. Okay, so that's all the reader questions, but I've got a couple more for you from me just before you go and we wrap this up. So first, what are your plans for the next academic year? Because it's, it's fast approaching on the horizon. Have you got any new channels you're looking to explore? Are you? Do you think the VC would let you try out TikTok, for example? I have a plan for around Christmas time that I'll hopefully get off the ground. The VC is also really keen to explore my space. So we'll do something with that to keep him happy. And I'd urge your listeners, if they have an idea for a parody article league table, 
write something and slide into my DMs with it. It's fun and therapeutic to write. Plus I will share it and you'll see the joy it brings people. We're also excited about launching the new University Scrabble score rankings in the next few weeks. Excellent. Exciting stuff. Uh, second then, um, describe your thoughts on Brexit in one word. Shit fucking glued off Beloxophanodius and tit fuck's sake. And lastly, what would your top tip be for higher ed pros out there wanting to inject a bit more banshee into their marketing efforts? Don't do it. Your excitement about the new massive levels of engagement will be short-lived after you realise it's pretty much all complaints. Well, Banshee, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for joining Inspiration on Tap. Thank you for having me, Dave. It has been a pleasure. Maybe now people will stop thinking I am you. Ha 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 You can follow the trials and tribulations of Banshee yourself on Twitter, where they're at Banshee Uni. So there you have it, a glimpse into life behind the scenes at the University of Banshee. I hope you enjoyed it. Also, I know what some of you will be thinking. Some of you will still be convinced that I'm Banshee and that this podcast is all an elaborate red herring. And admittedly, it'd be a fairly good diversion tactic. A very good tactic indeed. But all I can say, again, is that I am not Banshee. Banshee is not me. I'm as in the dark as you are, and I'm more than happy to keep it that way. Let's stop worrying about who it is and just enjoy Banshee for what it is. In a world as bleak as the one we live in today, sometimes it's just nice to have something to laugh at. Ha <laughs> <laughs> Inspiration on Tap is brought to you by the Access Platform, a peer recruitment tool that enables universities to connect their student ambassadors with prospective students wherever they are in the world. Find out more about us and sign up to our excellent monthly newsletter at theaccessplatform.com. This podcast is hosted and produced by me, Dave Musson, and my guest was whoever it is that runs the University of Banshee's Twitter account, which is not me. Uh, follow them at Banshee Uni. Our theme tune was created for us by Laptop Philharmonic. Find more of his music on Spotify and at laptopphilharmonic.bandcamp.com. Additional music was by Blue Dot Sessions and used under Creative Commons. This was a special bonus episode of Inspiration on Tap to tide you over while we beaver away on season two of our podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to our show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts or wherever else you get your audio from so you not only get notified of new episodes as soon as they land but also so you can easily find our first season which features a range of interviews and topics from Reddit and social media teams of one right through to content strategy and absolute units. Thanks for listening, stay safe, stay happy and catch you soon. For the record, no, I am not Dave Musson.